Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. The title of the message is Walk in the Spirit, and we're looking at Galatians 5.16. So if you have your Bibles, let's look at it together. Verse 16, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Your life is either being lived after the spirit or after the flesh, which means that your mind is either on the things of the spirit or on the things of the flesh. The Bible says that in Romans 8, 5, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the things of the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Now, this is an important truth as we talk about walking in the spirit, walking in the flesh, that you're either living in the flesh or living in the spirit. And the scriptures teach that if your life is dominated by the flesh, that in that condition, you can't please God. Now, that's important because we live in a society where people think they can live in carnality and then think, yeah, my life is pleasing to God. What the Bible says, it doesn't. Now, what does that mean to live in the flesh? Well, it means that your life is being controlled by your body appetites and desires. Um, some might call it your biological urges. And the Bible tells us that life that is living after the flesh manifests the works of the flesh. And, uh, and that is how the flesh manifests itself in your life. Now, in, in our text today, in Galatians 5, 19, he tells us, now the works of the flesh are evident. Now, he gives us a list. So if you as a Christian wonder, what is it that the works of the flesh are? Because you can't please God if you're living like that. What does that look like? We're going to read that. And then he's going to tell us, what does it look like walking in the Spirit? Now, he says in verse 19, the works of the flesh are evident, which means this is what it looks like. This is what it looks like to live in the flesh. And, and then he tells us some things that are happening here. He says, which are Adultery. Now, everybody knows what that is, right? Sex with someone other than the person you're married to. Fornication. Uncleanness. Now, uh, we don't use those words anymore, fornication, unless you're talking about the state next to us and you're making a joke. But um, so you're like, what is he talking about? I lived in California. I'm not bashing California. Anyway, but uh, fornication means uh, the Greek word is pornea, and uh, we get our English word pornography, and it refers to all uh, sexual activity outside of marriage, right? When you think about pornography, it's fornication, pornea. It's every kind of, you know, sexual immorality, right? And uh, then he says uncleanness. So these are things that when you walk in the flesh, then these are the things you're involved with, right? (coughs) Uncleanness. uh, It's used in the context of sexual impurity. And the Greek word is akatharsis. And we get our English word catharsis, which means uh, purify or cleansing. In the Greek, the letter A has a negative prefix, so akatharsis means unclean or filthy. And and when used in a medical uh, situation, it refers to being infected. So when when he's talking about uncleanness, you might think, did that mean they didn't take a shower? No, it means that they're involved in sexual, uh, unclean, filthy activity, right? And and, and so uh, 
uh, that wasn't something that, you know, Christians should be involved in. Now, there were people in Paul's day who were involved in these things, but he's saying, look, this is, this is the carnal, fleshly nature. And I think there is a lot of, um, a lot of people who claim to be Christians who are unaware of what it means to walk in the flesh. Now, he gives us a list here in verse 19. He goes on to say, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, and then lewdness. And, and this also refers to sexual indulgence, but uh, it is like next level. It is sexual immorality or indulgence without shame. Uh, it's being proud and then boasting and bragging uh, and promoting their sin. And, and we see this in America now. It's become prolific in America. Uh, you know, probably all of you have seen a Jerry Springer show, right? You know what that is? Who's not seen a Jerry Springer show? I haven't seen a whole one because my wife won't let me, but I mean, uh, it, it's on for a second. Turn that off. What are you watching? Right? It's weird people. Anyway, but, right, they don't care what other people think about their sexual promiscuity. And in fact, you know, they go on TV and they, you know, promote it. And, and, and it really is a weird thing that we live in a society now where maybe you don't use this word lewdness, but people want to promote their sexual immorality. In fact, you all know we have parades. People have parades about who they want to have sex with, right? Get some signs, have a parade. Hey, look, we're having sex with these people. And I mean, I, I, in my mind, I'm like, this just seems a little off. I mean, even if I was a non-Christian, if I didn't go to church, I would think it's a little weird if a bunch of heterosexuals decided, hey, let's have a parade and tell everybody we like to have sex. <laughs> and let's, let's tromp around the city and whatever and tell everybody how we're into sex. Like, it just seems a little weird, right? I mean, it's like, so what? Who cares, right? But uh, verse 19, he goes on. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness. And then he goes on and says in verse 20, idolatry and sorcery. Now, idolatry is worshiping anything other than God. You know, people in our society worship sex or material things or pleasure, and, and we see that. And then sorcery, the Greek word is pharmakia. It's where we get uh, the word pharmacy or pharmaceutical from, right? And uh, I, I was at a pastor's conference, and one of the a Calvary Chapel pastor said that he used to be the neighborhood pharmacist, right? And, uh, and that's more of this context, right? I illegal drugs, right? Drugs that uh, are used for, you know, bad, right? And in those days, the reason that they used the word sorcery for pharmacia is because many of the occultic religions in their ceremonies, they used drugs. They drugged people, and they used that word pharmacia, and it was closely related to witchcraft and the occult. Now, in our society, we have you know, kind of come to this place where we've deceived ourselves into thinking that, you know, smoking marijuana and shooting heroin and snorting cocaine, that it's all good, but, but it's not, right? I mean, anybody who seriously looks at it, it's bad for you. Now, the result of living after the flesh, uh, he goes on to say, doing all those things that we just read, he said it produces a life of, and look at verse 20, and here's what it produces when you live after the flesh. Hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissension and heresies now uh hatred so when a person lives after the flesh their whole life it just they, they just hate people right and and uh, they become kind of hatred uh, full of hatred and really it's really weird to me that in our society now that people would want to encourage people to be hateful right how many of you wish your neighbors were more hateful towards you i mean right weird yet we're teaching in our school system uh you know in every segment of society uh critical race theory, which basically tells them, hey, look at the bad of the past, look at the bad of now, and look at all the bad that potentially could come to you, and what does it do? It makes people angry and hateful, right? And so that's a work of the flesh, and it eventually turns to outward aggression, right? And then contentions, which is always disagreeing and being argumentative, 
You ever, you ever met anybody who just always disagrees about anything and everything, right? You say, isn't it a wonderful day out? Look at the blue sky. Nope, there's a cloud over there. It's not going to be a good day, right? I mean, just, they just want to, now that's the flesh, right? Looking at the negative. And I think it's important for us to understand the Bible teaches that God wants us to look at the good. The Bible says, meditate on the things that are good. If you have free mental space, God does not want you to be thinking about all the bad things that have happened to you and all the bad people in your life and all the bad that might happen, right? What does that produce? Sadness. That isn't what God wants. So these are works of the flesh. Then he goes on, jealousy, right? Unhappy feeling because you always want something that somebody else has. And, and I think that gets promoted in our school system as well. Outbursts of wrath, exploding in anger, right? How many of you know somebody who just blows up in anger. Maybe you have a boss or a family member that is, you know. Now, how many of you wish that that was uh, going on a little more in your life, <laughs> right? I mean, these things are obvious. Uh, selfish ambition. I mean, it's people who put their personal goals above everybody else. They'll hurt anybody to get wherever they need to go. And then heresy is believing lies. And, <clears throat> you know, in our society, there are a lot of heresies. And you might think, well, isn't that just with church? Well, really one of the most common heresies in our society is wanting to take the label off of sin, that people in society don't want you to say that they're sinners. You know, if someone comes to church and I say, well, you're all sinners, people get offended by it. And they don't want to be classified as sinners. They don't want you to say that you're living after the flesh and what they're doing is sinful. Now, it's weird to me that the people who get upset about it are people that say they don't believe in God and they don't go to church, yet they get upset if you say they're a sinner and going to hell. They're like, wah! Right? <clears throat> well, you don't believe in it, so what do you care about what we say? But here's the thing. It really is becoming more and more a thing in our society, heresies. And many years ago, uh, I heard about Billy Graham, who was prodded by a reporter in San Francisco to say that the Bible says that homosexuality is sin. And, and so he did, and he recorded it. And then the San Francisco City Council uh, voted to censure Billy Graham for saying that homosexuality is a sin. Now, if someone asks me, hey, is it a sin? I say, well, look, I'm not God. I didn't write the Bible. It's what the Bible says, right? So <clears throat> it's the reality of it. But today, people don't want to be called sin. And, and so heresy is uh, to say something is not sin when the Bible says that it is sin. And so uh, they want to declassify sin, and that, that's heresy. So he goes on and says, verse 21, and it also causes envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. So living after the flesh, that's what all, all those things. When he says, and the like, he's saying, it's like saying, do you get the picture? These kind of things. Uh, these are the kind of things that are manifested in a person who is living after the flesh. Now, that's not all of, of it's not a complete list, but these are the kind of things when a person lives in the flesh. Now, it's important that we note that these things do not produce a good life, right? And, and when I read that list, uh, is there anything in that list that you wish you had more of in your family, in your neighborhood, or in your church? Adultery, envy, hatred, anger, jealousy, unhappiness, right? I mean, those things don't appeal to me, and I don't want them in my life. Now, what happens is those are a result of living after the flesh. And, I, and you know, they really pollute a person's life, and I have seen it firsthand. I didn't grow up in the church. My family, nobody went to church. They're all non-Christians, and I see what it produces. It produces miserable painful life and it destroys families now in the apostle paul's day there were many voices that would disagree with what the bible says here right and they would say hey don't restrain your flesh do whatever you want whatever your fleshly appetites desire do whatever you feel and you know whenever heartache or consequences come then just blame other people and don't take responsibility uh, and you know just that's a way to live now that is a philosophy but uh it wasn't just in paul's day 
in our day, it's the same sort of thing. There are many voices saying to people, you know, in our society, in every area of society, do whatever is right in your own eyes. Do whatever you want. In Judges 21, there it said in verse 25, in those days, there was no king in Israel, and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Right? And, and that was the reason for many of their problems in their country at that time, because people were just doing whatever that was right in their own eyes. And I believe that it's majority of the problems in our society is the same thing, right? And instead of seeking God for solutions to their problems, everybody just did what was right in their own eyes. We're going to stop there because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. We would like to tell you a little bit about our Pure Word ministry. Pure Word is a ministry that helps people with life-controlling issues such as alcohol, drug, and pornography addiction. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our desire is to help people break free from the heavy yoke of life controlling issues. Pure Word meets every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. here at Calvary Chapel Caldwell. For more information, call 453-9653 or visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day.